Welcome back. You are listening to K Drama in Room 343. I'm your host, C Choi, aka Christina. And today we are going to talk about episode 3 of Hwarang The Beginning. This episode was. It was weird. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, it was very weird. The last episode I liked much better than this one. This was kind of like, what's going on? That kind of thing.、Um, but, you know, enough rambling. So let's just dive right in. We left off at like the door maze, and、um, Park Soo Joon and Sam, they were like in the maze. Ado was there, and they're like fighting. So we open up in that scene. Sam is like getting ready to fight, and Park Soo Joon is like angry. He like points the sword at Ado, and Ado's like freaking out. Sam sees that she's in danger, and、um, he comes around and attacks Park Soo Joon from behind him. Park Soo Joon kind of like moves Ado out of the way because he doesn't want to hurt her. You know, like innocent people, like he doesn't want to attack innocent girls. They're like fighting and like they can't really see each other because of the maze, but then like they like whip out their swords and like ching 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 ching. And then Park Soo Joon gets hurt, so Sam hurts his arm. And Sam he like runs away, but before he runs away, he drops. Um, his bracelet and Park Seo Joon finds it. Ado is outside, but she like literally couldn't, can't stand up. She is like talking to her legs, like, get up. But she is so shook that、um, all the strength from her lower body is just like, it's just gone. And she's just sitting there. She's in a lot of shock, and which is like, you know, yeah, I'd be shocked too if these two random guys start s like, Fighting each other with a sword inside a carpenter's place, like, yeah, I'd be shocked too. Haru is like thinking about this. She's like, I don't think that, you know, Park Seo Joon is an assassin. She's like, to me, he doesn't seem like the assassin type. But I was like, what do you know? Like, he could have been an assassin. Like, why is he? Well, I think it's because she didn't get hurt. Like, she thought that if Park Seo Joon was really an assassin, then he would have killed her. Right? But because he like protected her, he, she was like,、um, I don't think he's an assassin. But like, okay. Park Seo Joon runs out of the carpenters and、um, he's like looking for Sam, but Sam is like nowhere to be found. Sam is actually at a cafe and he's talking to Powell. He's like drinking tea. And apparently, that bracelet that he lost is a sign or a token、um, that he is the king. Which I was like, okay, first of all, why is it a bracelet that you can just lose willy nilly? Second, like, he lost it. Like, shouldn't he be more concerned about it? But Sam was just like really nonchalant about it. He's like, ah,、oh, it's just a bracelet. And Powell, on the other hand, is like freaking out. He's like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I should have been there to protect you. I'm so sorry. And then they're at the cafe and they're talking, but they hear like these two random like citizens rumor about why the king is hidden. They're like, oh, it's because he's not worthy or like he's too weak or too fragile. And Powell is like getting upset, but you know, there's nothing you can do. The next scene is the OF and the Daiso owner. OF is thinking, and they're basically waiting for Ado to show up、um, because she has that information about those, like, the people that she spied on.、Um, she comes in and she's like, I'm sorry I was late. It's just, I ran into a very awkward and scary, very draining situation.、Um, but I have the notes. 
So she gives the notes, but she says that because she was in such a hurry, like her notes, um, her handwriting is like all scribbled. And I don't know if you'll like be able to read it or not, but here it is. And I feel like she did this on purpose because then she offers to like decode her own notes for extra money. So I feel like she did this on purpose. So she starts briefing um, the OF and the Daiso owner on the people who she spied upon. Basically like the nobleman's sons. And she talks about how there are three types of authorities or like the main, I guess, like groups. There are the queen's men or the queen's side, the people who are loyal to the queen. And then there are those who are opposing the queen. So against the queen, against the king, um, against, I guess, like the royal line. And then there are the centrists who are like in the between, I guess. And she says that some of the royals have more authority even than the queen, I guess, in terms of power, money. And then she starts with the centrists. So when she starts talking about these men, they show like clips of the men that she is talking about. So for instance, um, she talks about Yaur, who is main line. There are a lot of like other people, but the main person among the centrists. So, so basically the prince who is the head of that line. And that is Yaur. And apparently he is the most beautiful man in Shilla. If you ask them who is the most beautiful man, 9 out of 10 will say Yaur. And he is the kind of person that was given authority, but he isn't interested in power. His mom, Yoru's mom, is the sister of the former king, but he doesn't know who his father is. I guess the mom passed away when he was born. They don't know who the father is, but they believe that it is among the true bone. So there's like true bone and then there's like citizens. <laughs> civilians or like peasants well not like peasants peasants but like citizens so there's like royal line not royal but still like have some kind of status and then there are the peasants i guess three class but anyways because he doesn't know his father Aro says that he uses this line as a kind of a trick to scam other or like to make the other nobleman kind of scared or something like that I didn't really understand but he often will say like to people like oh I think you're my father like can I call you my father I don't know what she meant by oh yeah he uses that line often to scare other people like what anyways um then she talks about these two men who are from the opposite group so there are the centrists who whose main um guy is Yor. And so the main person from the opposing group is Panyu. Panyu is the royal council leader's adopted son, like godson, and um, is the biological son of Master Hong, who is the right-hand man to the royal council leader. So he's like a known, like, kumsujo is like the Korean term. means that, like, you have a golden spoon, like you're born with, like, you know, you're born with all the riches and all the power and you didn't even earn it. So kind of like that. And he's also known to the women as like a bad boy and a lot of women are attracted to him. I guess he is good looking, but um, Aro says that he has no interests in women. And so the main guy from the queen's loyal group or loyal to the queen 
um, is suho. And Aro says that suho is comparable to panyu, except that panyu thinks first before he acts, while suho is the type to like do the action before thinking. Suho is the son of Kim Sup, yeah, who is on the queen side. He is brave and courageous, but she says that he has one flaw, and that is women. Like, he is a known flirt. And then, like, when she says this, there's like a montage of like him getting slapped by various women. Overall, Aro says that they're the same in terms of dividing up people and fighting like their dads. Then she says that there is another nobleman that has great focus and when he is focused on something like he wouldn't even know if um, something happens to the world like if the world was ending and but he wouldn't even know because he's like so focused on whatever he is working on and it's V they like do a close-up of him and he's like looking at the sun and then he like holds up a red lens and then he's like smiling and she narrates that he's very curious and he smiles a lot and he also has an older brother who like always watches over him so Han Song is V and Tan Song is his brother um, but they're in different sides so I don't know which side they're on because Aro didn't really say but they're on different side I'm assuming that Han Song is loyal to the the um, the queen while like Tan Song is on the other side and OF is like they're brothers so how can they be on different sides and um, the Daiso guy is like saying, oh, it's because their status, social status is different. Aro explains that their father is among the true bone or like the royal line, but Tan Song's mom was a servant while Han Song's mom was also part of that royal line. So Tan Song is a half breed while um, Han Song is true bone. So yeah, and they do like a... So then they show Suho and Panyu, they're playing soccer, and Suho lost. Um, and apparently they made, they made a deal that the loser has to pay alcohol for a month. And Suho gets like pretty upset because he says that he always loses at soccer to Panyu. He, he's like, I can beat him at anything else, but I can't beat him at soccer, and it's so frustrating. Um, yeah. And then Aro is like finishing up her briefing. She then flashes back to her encounter with Sam and she's like, well, there is one guy that I didn't get to investigate, but he's not important. Um, before Aro leaves, she's like, I'll settle my debts later. And then she leaves. So OF is like, who is this girl? Like, she's very smart. Like, where is she from? And um, the Daiso owner is like, oh, she's the daughter of Anjigong, who is the doctor. OF is like, wow. She looks familiar though. So she goes home, but she sees Park Sojun standing in front of the house, like her house, and she hides. Like she is afraid. Um, she's like hiding. And then he suddenly like appears in front of her. He's like very angry. He's like, were you following me? Like, what is your relation to that guy um, at the, the carpenter shop? And he's like screaming at her. She gets so scared. And she tells him that like, I live here. Like, this is my home. She's like crying. She's like, I'm the daughter of Anjigong. And he's like, oh, 
Mabe. He like kind of backs away and he's like shocked. She then like realizes that he's wearing the clothes that she made for her brother. So she like knocks him down somehow. She's like rummaging through like his clothes. Like, why are you wearing this? I made this for my brother. Like, why are you wearing this? And then the doctor um, sees them and he's like, oh, you're back. The doctor makes a deal with Pak Sojun. Um, they're like inside talking privately and the doctor tells Pak Sojun to stay here as his son and be a sister to Aru. Um, doctor tells him that he is very sick still because of his like epilepsy um, and because of the recent wound like he he might like not make it um, if he doesn't get treated. So the doctor is like, you should live as Sonu until you get better and then you can go um, if you want to. But until then, like, just tell people if they ask that you're Sonu, you're the son of Anjigong. Pak Sojun's like, why should I even do that? Like, I don't want to. I'm just gonna get my revenge and go. Um, but he he agrees because um, doctor pulls out the Kwangsu card. Um, doctor's like, this is what Kwangsu would have wanted, or like Sonu would have wanted. So yeah, he stays. Ado is like questioning her dad and um, like, why is he wearing those clothes? Who is he? He tells her that it is her brother. And she's like, there's no way. Like I saw him at the market today. Like he's a very dangerous guy. Like there's no way that that is my brother. Um, she's like crying and he shows her the necklace that Kwangsu had and it matches the one that she is wearing. It's kind of like that pointy thing was kind of like a handcrafted yin yang kind of symbol. So like it like links together. She gets upset and she goes to Pak Sojun and Pak Sojun has a flashback to when Kwangsu was like talking about his sister. Um, Aro like searches Pak Sojun's body, like his leg and then like his um, shoulder because apparently um, Makmun or I guess Honu had a scar on his leg and then on his shoulder and she's like, you don't even have those scars. Like there's no way that you are my brother. And Pak Sojun tells her that it's because there's like bigger scars on top that it hides away all the old scars. And she's like, you don't even look like me. And he's like, yeah, I don't. But she's like crying. She still can't believe that um, he is her brother. So she's like, you know, so many people came claiming to be my brother, but they turned out not to be. So don't try to like fool me. Like I'm not gonna be fooled. And um, he's like, you can ask me about other things you remember from your childhood. I'll tell you things that you might not even remember. Um, because I mean, he heard stories from Kwangsu, so I guess. So Aro is like thinking and she is like, that guy looks very familiar. Like I've seen him before the fight. Like where have I seen him from? And then she realizes that he is the guy from the market when she got drunk and then like, you know, she lost her shoe or whatever. I guess she didn't realize that it was him before, like when they were fighting. Pak Sojun is in his room and he puts on the bracelet, the king bracelet that he found. And he is like thinking, but then Kwangsu appears. So it's like a figment of his imagination, but yeah, he's back, which was kind of creepy. Like, I'm not gonna lie. like. It was kind of creepy. Kwangsu is just like talking to um, Pak Sojun. They're like, hey, how do you like my sister? Like, isn't she cute? And then Pak Sojun's like, yeah, she's cute. And Kwangsu's like, you promised to protect her, right? And you're gonna keep your promise, right? And Pak Sojun's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, just be yourself. Okay. Um, Pak Sojun tells him that like, he misses him so much. 
So sad. It's the next day and Aru is cooking in the kitchen. Um, the three of them, they eat together as a family for the first time, but it's kind of awkward. The doctor, he like leaves early. He's like, ah, I think I'm done eating. Like I'm not feeling too well. And um, the two brother and sister, quote unquote, eat breakfast and it's all awkward. And um, I guess like she said something about how he has too much of a temper. And then he's like, well, at least I don't have a bad alcoholic habit. And um, she gets super embarrassed because she was hoping that he doesn't remember. But I mean, of course he's going to remember. And then we see Scarface. He's back. He's questioning the uncle at the Mangmang village. And he's like, where is Pak Sojun or where is Kese? And um, the uncle's like, he's dead. The Scarface guy, he's still looking. He's like, well, I'm gonna look for him and then I'm gonna sell him. Back to Arul, um, she is giving a patient some medicine and Sam walks into the hospital. Um, he like pretends to be like sick. He's like, oh, 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 I'm sick. Um, she's like, what are you doing here, pervert? And he's like, I'm sick. But then like she questions him like, why are you really here? And I don't think she realizes that he was the guy at the door maze. Like, I don't think she knows that. So he flashes back to that door maze fight. And um, he's like, I, I'm actually here because I was worried. She's like, why are you worried? And he's like, if you don't get it, then just pretend that I'm like here because I'm sick. I was like, this, okay, this whole scene was kind of like, okay, why? Like, why was it necessary? Um, anyways, he's like, can you give me some meds? I'm kind of like sick. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm busy right now. Like I have to go and work because I guess she got a job. So Ada was like, I have to go work and prepare for the upcoming ceremony to like honor the king. And he's like, why do you care so much about this like absent king? Like he's a weakling. Like, And she gets really upset. She's like, stop bad mouthing the king. Like it's it's not a sin to be weak and unready. And then like Sam kind of gets like or like he gets moved like emotionally. So the next scene is the royal council meeting and they're basically discussing the Hwarangs and people are shouting. The queen enters and um, the royal council leader, he's like saying that it's not right for the king to be missing for his ceremony. So apparently this ceremony is to honor like the king because it's his birthday and it's called the ceremonial walk because the queen and the king, they don't even walk, but they're, they're on the cart that was like lifted by the peasants and the peasants are doing the walking you know so that's like called the walking ceremony and they're like this is the year where the king turns legal like of age so he needs to be there the queen is like whatever this whole politic aspect of it it was kind of confusing to follow um so the of is talking to the queen privately and they're talking about like a plan and OF like starts like writing. So OF is talking to the queen privately. They're like going to devise a plan to kind of like, you know, to get over this Huarang opposition. And he's like planning um, by himself. Oh no, actually the owner, Daiso owner was there. Um, he's like writing something. And then he hires two people to deliver the message. And the message is to Suho and Banyu. And it's written from each other. So like the message 
writes that, hey, let meet me at Najong to fight. And it's addressed to Suho from Panyu, and it's addressed to Panyu from Suho. That's what the the OF was sending, which I don't understand why he would do that, because like that makes no sense. But anyways, they get the letter and they're like kind of shocked because um, they're pretty angry. They're like, oh, like I have to go fight this guy. If they don't show up, like it's an embarrassment on both ends, you know? So like they're gonna show up, I guess. I didn't understand what his plan was. So the queen is getting ready for the ceremonial walk. Um, some of the officials who are against the queen, like the royal council leader and like his peeps, um, they didn't show up and which is like rude because this is a royal ceremony um, but they all like claimed that they were sick apparently so the queen starts to do the walk by herself and um, like other people who are her followers um, her guards and she has an empty cart behind that's following where the the king is supposed to sit but um, it's empty so when the civilians sees the empty seat, they're like, "Ah oh, man, where is this king? Like, our country is like so poor, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then Park Seo-joon is like leaving the house and the doctor is like, hey, where are you going? And he's like, I have to find someone. So he leaves, but he leaves with the sword. So the doctor's like kind of curious. So he follows him. And at the street, Panyu is there and he sees Suho they kind of like talk about the fight, like, hey, you're going to show up, right? And he's like, yeah, I'll be there. Um, they also banter about the queen and like she passes. And apparently this is the first time that Suho looks at the queen for the first time. And I think like he falls in love. It's like the love at first sight because he looks like he's in shock. Like he's like <gasps> looking at her lovingly. Anyways, um, so OF and Daiso owner, they're talking at the shop and Sam shows up. Sam tells um, OF that he wants to join the Hwarang and he like I hides his identity when the OF is like saying, hey, what's your name? Who are your parents? Sam is like, just call me Jin Hui something. Um, like my parent, you don't need to know about my family because you know, they're all like scattered or whatever, not important. Um, OF is like, tell me the truth or go away because I don't need people like you. Um, you're kind of shady. And Sam is like, do you want the whole truth or half a truth? Which is like, what? The whole truth, of course. Like, who wants half a truth? Apparently, OF. OF is like, oh, I want half the truth. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so Sam is like, okay, um, I'll tell you the half truth, which is I want to bring down the queen. So, okay, they transition back to the ceremonial walk. And Park Seo-joon is like watching he sees the queen's guard and he remembers that that was the guy who killed Kwang Soo. Um, so he like gets so riled up, he can't like contain his anger. There are like other guards, like a lot of other guards because they're protecting the queen, right? Um, but he like can't think, I guess. He like charges, he has his sword open, he's like fighting, like in the middle of the parade in front of the queen and the royal guards. And of course, he loses because like one against like what, 10, 15, 30, like, yeah, he loses. Um, they're about to kill him. And so the dad is watching this and he's like, no, don't do it. But like, you know, it's too late. He attacks and there's too many. He's captured. And the queen comes out of her um, cart. I don't know what you call that. Carriage, more like carriage. Um, she gets out and she's like, who are you? He doesn't speak and she's like, okay, so you want to die silently? Okay, 
as you wish, slay him. And she turns around, but then the like the guard is about to kill him. The dad comes out of the crowd and he yells. He's like, your majesty. And he kneels in front of the queen. The queen freezes. And in that moment, she has a flashback. And the flashback is the young doctor, the dad, he's like opening the door and he finds the queen because the queen was like knocking. She was like crying and she tells him to like elope with her and run away together. So I think they were like lovers in the past. And then the flashback ends. The doctor is like, this is my son, the son that I lost when he was young. So he doesn't have any etiquette and he didn't know better. So please punish me. I'm responsible for him acting out like this so please kill me instead and she is like shocked she's like she mutters she's like why are you always wronging me and um she's like fine as you wish and she takes the sword from her guard and she like holds it up to his like neck and Pastor Jun is like yelling he's like no it's not it's it's my fault like he has nothing to do with me but then the queen is like this is what happens when you act out or when you commit a crime um, like your dad will get punished. She's also like tearing up. She's like crying too, um, because I think she still loves him. Anyways, she slays him, and I'm assuming that he died. They don't say it, but like Pasujun is like crying and he's like yelling, and he is actually imprisoned. Ado comes late to the parade, and she is talking to this like local man. She's like, "What happened?" And he tells him what happened. She's like panicking. She's like, "Where is Anjigong's son? Like, where is Anjigong? Like, where can I find them?" So yeah, back to Sam. Of is like telling him, "What are you going to do by pulling the queen down from her throne? Um, are you trying to like ruin Shilla? Like, is that your purpose? Because if so, like, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to let you." Be in the Huarangs because I'm not trying to ruin Shilla. I'm trying to change it. And then Pasujun kind of like thinks about this too. And then um, Of leaves. Transition back to Pasujun. He's in jail. I was like, is he stupid or what? Like, why would you attack him? Like right there and then. Like, did he not see the gravity of the situation? Like, did he not realize that was the queen? Like, someone important? And there are like other fifty what? plus guards like guarding him like he needs to have a chance to like attack him one by like one-on-one -on -one, you know like wh what was he thinking like he didn't realize that he would be putting Anjigong in danger but of course like if they ask who he is well maybe he thought that like he wasn't there like Anjigong wasn't there but still like what kind of idiot like has no he has no plan no he, he just went there to die basically is that what he wanted? Like, to die? I thought he wanted revenge. Come on. Come on, son. Think. Anyways, I was very angry when I saw this. He basically killed his best friend's dad. Like, mmm, angry. <sighs> so the queen enters his cell, and she tells him that she will kill his father and his sister. So maybe his father's not dead? I don't know. Um, he's, like, begging her not to he begs her to like kill him instead of them and she's like oh you're so weak and weak people can't die on their own or live on their own so your sister and your father's lives are on your hands and she releases him which i don't understand that either like what is going on <laughs> like <laughs> what is going on <laughs> 
Um, Otto is outside the palace and she's crying. Sam sees her. Park Seo-joon is released and he like walks towards her, but then like he faints on top of her. She was like asking for her father, but yeah, he just fainted. And Sam like sees this whole thing and that's how this episode ends. Like I I was very angry. Like this episode it made me angry a little bit. Like I didn't like it at all. It was weird. It was very weird. Like I have so many questions. Like what what is going on? First of all, like what did Park Seo-joon think that he would gain from attacking this royal guard in daylight with all these civilians around him? And I don't really understand the politic aspect of it either. Like it was very this drama is very intense. It's packed with like information and like these hidden nuances. And if you're not paying attention closely, like you can get lost very easily. I thought this drama was just going to be like, oh, like, you know, flowering knights, how they train to become like these skillful like army and soldiers and have fun and, you know, fight some bad guys. But this is like a political war amidst like this youth people like I. I don't know if I like this drama and I'm very sad once again that V only came out like in one scene when she was talking about him in the okay so why do they put that in the preview then gets my hopes up you know just a lot of disappointment in this episode a lot of confusion a lot of weird things going on and I had high expectations starting this drama because, you know, there are like good-looking guys and like, oh, I think this drama will have some potential and have some like fun in it. But it's just like slowly going back down the hill um because of its like weird po- political fight and weird thing between like the queen and the king, like the queen and her son, this fight, this tension among them, and then this weird idiot who like cannot understand the consequences of his action and just acts willy-nilly and gets into all sorts of trouble puts innocent life at stake like he is too blinded by his revenge to not see the consequences of his action which is very idiotic and there could have been more ways like why why are there so many deaths in like the first few episodes. I feel very angry. I'm starting to not like this drama as much. Yeah, so those are my thoughts on this drama. It's it's very I'm I don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. So yeah, that is it for this episode, I guess. I don't have anything else to say other than the fact that I didn't really like it. <laughs> Let me know what you guys think. I am curious to hear your thoughts. Um you can tweet us at kdrama in room 343. You can also follow us on Instagram, although I haven't been posting much on Instagram. I will try. And make sure to subscribe to wherever you are listening to our podcast so that you do not miss another episode. And make sure to leave a 5-star rating if you can. And lastly, we are partnered up with Audible to bring you guys a free audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial if you sign up at www.audibletrial.com/kdrama in room 343. And I will talk to you guys 
next time about episode four. I'm slightly dreading the fact that I have to watch episode four, but hopefully there are more scenes with V other than this one second clip. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.